So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hey guys, welcome. I just can't thank you enough for being here, for your attention, and for your curiosity. Today we're going to talk about ditch the judgment. So what does this mean when it comes to alcohol? Our judgment or interpretation of the outer circumstances of our lives is how we view the world. It is those same thoughts about our world that create our feelings and how we show up in the world. So our actions, and then that repeats the cycle. So when we interpret something as bad or wrong, we are going to have feelings that are in line with those thoughts and then take action based on those feelings. So a lot of times this is a habitual cycle that you can get in around alcohol where you drink and the effects of drinking cause something negative and then your thoughts around that are that that's bad and you don't like that feeling so then later in the evening you decide to drink again to numb yourself from that feeling creating a habitual cycle based on judgment and interpretation. So today I'm going to talk to you about how to ditch the judgment and tune into the witness. So we're going to have a little interactive moment um, which will be something a little different. I'll probably do from time to time because I definitely like to teach from a place of embodiment and feeling Um, So we can actually know what are the feelings and what are sensations that are happening in the body. So we know that we have 
control and power to experience anything um, that is not going to hurt us. But the concept of the witness is something that is not familiar to everyone. So I want to make sure you know what that actually is in real time. So I just did a kundalini class this morning on a website called Yoga Glow, which is amazing. And the teacher, Kia Miller, said that the breath is the doorway to the mind. And so a lot of times our breath is how we tune in to the present moment. And that the mind's purpose is to serve the soul. I was like, say what? <laughs> so this is so different from how we live our lives. And this is why I love yoga and kundalini yoga for that reason is that it slows us down from the outer influences of all of that noise of what we should be doing and other people's interpretations. And it allows us to use our minds to serve what we truly want from a place of our highest self where we can quiet the mind, quiet the outer noise. And so what happens so much of the time when we can't even hear ourselves think, we land in a place of confusion and overwhelm. And this doesn't happen this doesn't just stop just because you stop drinking, but until you start to gain control of your mind from a more aware place, you will continue to be in that place of using your mind to serve what others think, what the collective interpretation is of the world rather than from a place of your highest self. And from that place, guess what? That's when you tune to alcohol because you want to tune everything out and you kind of just want to numb what you're not showing up to do and that confusion, that overwhelm and that anxiety and that depression and all of those negative things. Or you even use it from a place of excitement because this is how now you know how to enjoy the world is through this lens of alcohol. So today we're going to talk about how to ditch the judgment around alcohol and tune into the witness. And so because this isn't a concept that everyone is familiar with, um, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about what that is. And so the ability to become the witness is what makes us unique as a species. It's that ability for us to think about thinking, for us to view ourselves from a third party perspective, like we're watching a movie to, it's that kind of remote viewing of being able to see yourself sitting. And so from that place, instead of having all of our habitual, you know, 60,000 thoughts that we have, 90% of them being the same every day, we can slow down, tune into the witness and start to think on purpose, choose thoughts purposefully or simply not have many thoughts except what is really happening in real time, which is why I say ditch the judgment and tune into that circumstance of what it is alone without anything being good or anything being bad. Because when you look at it from neutrality, then you start to see the subconscious stories that you've been created, that you have created around alcohol. <clears throat> So you must view alcohol as a neutral for these shifts to take place. If you 
keep thinking the same thoughts and you just shut the act of alcohol down and your mind never changes and your stories never change, that middle part of feeling will always feel the same and you'll always feel deprived and you'll always feel like you're stuck. And so because right now you have these judgments around alcohol from I love it to I don't care about it at all. You can't just jump from one place to the other. So you take your time to just start to witness to see what is really true for you outside of the stories that you've created. So very briefly, we're going to practice what it looks like to tune in to the witness consciousness. So even if you're driving, even if you're you're sitting, wherever you are, keep your eyes open and notice what you see. Focus on one thing and state to yourself, I see a car, I see a blue car, I see a license plate, I see a mountain, I see a tree, and kind of bring your focus into one thing that you're seeing and have a little bit of a monologue about what that is. Now, at the same time you're doing that and you're seeing that tree or you're seeing that car or you're seeing a wall, start to notice your breath rising and falling in your belly and the movement of the breath in the body. And so we can tune into two different things at once. We can see the tree and we can notice our breath. And now become aware of the fact that you're noticing both of those things. I'm noticing my breath and I'm noticing the tree. And you're just noticing it. And see how just by noticing, there's no real judgment about it. There's no, that tree is ugly. This breath is too shallow. You're just witnessing. And then see if you can start to add on some descriptions from a neutral place. My breath feels tight or it's in my belly. And these aren't judgments, they're just observations. Noticing details of what you're seeing. Just take a couple more minutes to see if you can monologue a couple of other details. And then you can release the focus of whatever you were looking at. Take one more big deep breath in through the nose. And you can open out your mouth, up your mouth and let out a nice sigh. <sighs> so that is how you tune into the witness. That's how you slow down when you're drinking. So from our last episode, we talked about making a choice. So if you've chosen to continue to drink or you've chosen to not drink, when Things, when you are drinking, you're going to notice all of the things about your drinking. Just notice, with or without judgment, you're going to notice the effects of it. Oh, I have this hangover. I feel a little foggy this morning. But what you're not going to do is judge it. You're not going to blame. You're not going to shame. If you decided to not drink, you are also going to notice that wow, uh, it's almost five o'clock and I'm starting to feel a little um, tension in my throat or a little bit of antsiness, a little bit of irritability, and you just notice. And by noticing, you take control back. Okay, 
So it's just like simply watching a movie or you know when you have a friend and you can kind of watch the mistakes that they make over and over again and you just like grit your teeth and you know you have to let them go through the process but you see it from a different perspective and that is what one-on-one coaching is. Coaching helps you see the stories in your mind that you're unable to see yourself but you can start the process of self-coaching by slowing down your mind. And so our thoughts about the world turn into beliefs, but they are not who we are innately. So thoughts, excuse me, beliefs are just thoughts that we think over and over again, which then create a groove in our brain. And the reason we think so many of the same thoughts over and over again is because that groove, just like a path in the woods, has become worn down and it's much easier for our mind to travel. So the connections in the brain keep going over that same path again and again and again. And until you interrupt it with using these tools, it is going to always pull you back to that same path, but it will keep wearing it away and it'll keep going deeper and deeper and deeper. And the other beautiful thing about the neutral witness is in ditching the judgment is by being in neutral perspective, you're already opening up yourself to new possibilities, that there might just be a new story. So positive affirmations are great and they make us feel bubbly, but really integrating them from feeling you know, crappy to feeling amazing and wonderful just by a few sentences isn't the right way to create real change. We have to sit in neutrality for a while so we can just start to see maybe that version and that interpretation that we had really isn't true because to live into a new thought, it has to become believable for it to create lasting change in our life. So That is one beautiful thing about this shift is that it just starts to open up and make room for new possibilities. And you must believe that it is possible to feel differently about alcohol before it can actually be different. So we move in this place also from that place of shame to compassion The witness is the key concept to any mindfulness practice. To get alcohol out of your way, you must first understand and witness how it is in the way first without judgment. Because when you're in that habitual autopilot, you're not really seeing all of the ways in which it's in the way. So I'm going to give you a quick little case study of one of my favorite clients. And she is an amazing, creative, witchy executive of two different businesses. Um, And she had a few minor meltdown attempts at changing her relationship with alcohol when we first started working together. She wasn't a daily drinker. She was more of a party drinker. She loved getting kind of loose and silly. She's a really fun lady. And so she said it made her feel more free and like she could be more of herself, which she really didn't need. But it was just that, that kind of excuse to let her, her real self shine but she's the most fun anyway. And we've changed that story too for her. So it also started making her days of depression that she experienced darker. And 
that is when we started working together because these dark days um, were just becoming more frequent. And so she had told me when we first started working together that she um, always made herself feel bad for making bad choices, that she was always disappointed and upset, that she felt sad. So that right there, disappointed, bad choices, she was adding judgment to her pain. And after just a few minutes of being on the phone with her for the very first time, we discovered together that if it wasn't rainbows and laughter all of the time, she viewed it as being bad and negative. Um, and, and then we, you know, instead we talked about the full spectrum of human emotions and that all of them serve a purpose and being sad is only bad when we decide that it is. So just tuning into the neutrality of emotion and taking away that judgment allows us to open up a new interpretation of possibility. Um, so she was a pretty overwhelmed little ball of anxiety because she believed that she was a depressed disaster in these moments. She would drink, she felt like crap the next day, and then it all spiraled out of control. And we have all been there, so I know you guys can relate to this. She started working with my process of the five shifts and her, um, we really just limited to her to one thought during these after effects times. She hadn't stopped drinking altogether. She had been taking little breaks here and there. And during these little breaks, she was able to gain more clarity by using this process as well. But when she was drinking, she used the thought that no matter what my decisions were yesterday, today I am worthy of love. So it wasn't going from, you know, I feel like crap and I'm a disaster to I'm the most sexy badass bitch on the planet. It was just whatever my decisions were yesterday, today I am worthy of love. And then a few short months after she had completely gotten alcohol out of her way, her views of her down days because she did experience um, I would say probably more mild depression than some people do. Um, she also started to view those days differently where they weren't bad. They were just an ex another expression of who she was. And by viewing them without all of that shame and judgment, she was able to shorten the amount of time she was feeling that way you know, kind of see what those, what that feeling was showing her, where her thoughts were at, and really take a brand new approach on every situation in her life that didn't make her feel like rainbows and laughter. And I am just so proud of her and um, she's thriving. Does she have down days? Yes. Do we all have down days? Yes. Does she turn to alcohol to fix that? No. Does she go out and party with her friends without drinking. Yes, and she's the life of the party and she's also a caretaker. And her both of her businesses are thriving. She's mitigating stress better. She's learning how to show up for herself and not use that excuse of a reward for alcohol at the end of the day. Um, her relationship with her partner is growing in ways that she never thought possible. And um, he still drinks and she learned that her relationship with alcohol is very separate and also she doesn't judge his relationship. So this idea of tuning into the witness and ditching the judgment has helped her in multiple areas of our lives. So you'll see when you start becoming aware of your mind, 
through a coaching lens that the way we show up for one thing is the way we show up for everything. And we can use these tools. And that's exactly how this five shifts process was designed, was not only to get alcohol out of your way, but to move towards greatness, to use these same tools as principles to guide yourself to your next level. And so we still coach and talk about this, that her desire for alcohol isn't gone 100% because she hasn't gone through every single groove and pathway in her brain that she has created that associates, that has an association trigger with it. So um, re, just recently, she was out with a person for lunch and she had the desire for alcohol and she was like, hmm, turned into the witness. This is interesting. Why am I having a desire for alcohol after it's been months and months that I've drank? Well, she used to heavily drink with this person she hadn't seen in a long time and that she had lunch with. So her brain, and um, again, we'll talk about this more in detail in a different episode, but her brain immediately associated drinking with seeing this person, but she's onto her brain through observation and that subconscious part of her mind. And she knew just because there's an association doesn't mean that that's my truest desire because she went back to her life intention of how she really wants to show up in the world. And she knows that the brain creates pathways that have triggering thoughts that aren't who you are. And it doesn't mean that you still have that relationship with alcohol just because you hit an old pathway. And so then again, you can ditch the judgment. This is not who I am. This is simply a thought. And so it takes practice, but when you're on to yourself and you're on to that subconscious um, cheap cologne, bad suit wearing part of the brain, <laughs> you start to know, yeah, yeah, we've heard that one before, but I'm going over here. The desire leaves and you go on with your life. Um, so I will encourage you to step into that place of self-observation, ditch the judgment, tune into the witness and really start to show up for your life and your relationship with alcohol in that way. Whether you're drinking or whether you're not drinking, you can simply just start to notice. Tuning into the breath and tuning into what's actually happening free of interpretation. Ladies, thank you so much for your attention and for being here. I hope that you're having some enlightening thoughts about this conversation. And if you are, feel free to share this information with a loved one, with a friend, invite them along for the party. And don't forget to leave a comment, subscribe, and reach out if you have any questions or would like anything else discussed on this podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are in a whole new world again. Stop by my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one -on -one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one -on -one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.